0: This podcast is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of I Know That Face, the only podcast which honors the often underappreciated, by the masses, work of character actors. My name is Stephen Porzio. My name is Andrew Carroll. Today we are discussing action star turned acclaimed actress Michelle Yeoh. Andrew, run down her history.
0: Michelle Yeoh was born in Ipoh, Malaysia, in 1962. She won several beauty contests at the age of 20, including Miss, Mal- Miss Malaysia and was Malaysia's entry to Miss World. It was an ad with Jackie Chan that gave Yeoh her start with the D&B-produced Hong Kong action film Yes, Madam. Her skills in dance, choreography and martial arts, as well as her fluency in English and Cantonese, Uh, made her ideal for martial arts films and allowed her to transition into weightier roles. She had an incredible run in the 90s with Police Story 3, Supercop, in which she co-starred with Jackie Chan. Tomorrow Never Dies, where she played the Bond girl to Pierce Brosnan's James Bond. And Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which kicked off her 2000s run, which included Memoirs of a Geisha, Danny Boyle's Sunshine, and her role as Anne Sang Su Ki in The Lady, for which she was banned from Myanmar or Burma. Uh, she has recently returned to commanding TV roles in the likes of Star Trek Discovery, as well as moving towards kind of stern mother figures in Crazy Rich Asians and Last Christmas.
1: Yes. Um, I'd seen Yo in a few movies throughout the years, yet hadn't ever considered how eclectic and vast her yeah, yeah. filmography has been. Um, you were the person who wanted to cover her. I was wondering, was there a particular reason for that? Or were you a big fan? Is there a movie she's in
0: that you loved growing up? Well, back when I was um, obsessed with... Asian action films, you know, because I wrote several articles like that for um, of course. the Headstuff film section uh, around last year. Um, I kept seeing this scene on Twitter from various accounts I followed. That was uh, Michelle Yeoh and another unknown woman uh, who I later found out to be Cynthia Rock Rock uh, fighting a whole host of um, Chinese gangsters in this house. And uh, I was obsessed with finding out what the movie was and it turned out it was Yes Madame. Her first, uh, wasn't her first film, but it was her first uh, starring feature. And it was Cynthia Rothrock's debut, and it was the first kind of girls with guns kind of movie movie in that subgenre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and it was great. Yeah, we should talk about yeah. Yes, Madame, because yeah.
1: yeah. basically she uh, trained to be a ballet dancer. I think she had some sort of spinal injury yeah. and moved yeah. in towards uh, choreography. Yeah, yeah. And people always say that action cinema is a lot like ballet and dance, and that yeah. it's very physical. You hit your marks. It's all about um movement yeah um,
0: so she must
1: be a natural fit to that
0: pretty much yeah, yeah she's done all her own stunts in nearly every movie she's ever been in except for Tomorrow Never Dies they wouldn't let her they wouldn't right? let her for insurance reasons yeah but she makes up for that in Yes Madame, and uh, she plays Inspector Nguyen who teams up with Scotland Yard Inspector Carrie Morris uh, who's played by Cynthia Rockrock Rothrock, even, to retrieve a microfilm which is stolen by low-level thieves who are called Aspirin, Panadol and Strepsil, <laughs> uh, who have stolen that, who have stolen this microfilm from a drug kingpin. And yeah, her yeah, first starring role and really proved what she could do. She was, she was fluent in English and uh, Cantonese, and she had a smattering of Mandarin as well. She's an amazing martial artist and is also very much capable of working without a stunt double and working at the same level as some of the best stunt people in the business, including the best kind of stunt performer that the 80s and 90s had, which was Jackie Chan. Just being able to see someone else perform at that level was amazing. While Yo has, like, all the good action parts in Yes, Madame, as well as, and Cynthia shares them, a lot of them with Cynthia Rothrock, she gives up a lot of story, she a lot of screen time to the likes of the guys who play uh, the low-level thieves again strepsil panadol and aspirin now are they the people you sent me a clip from yes madam i haven't mm. watched this movie yeah. and it was a crazy
1: bonkers five minute action scene yeah. where people are bouncing around like um i don't even know how to like cartoon characters yeah yeah and it's amazing because it, it's very physical and yeah it's it almost seems played at a uh, three time speed
0: yeah yeah they're in that scene but at the very start of it like one of them was threatening the guy with the gun but um they're actually i'd say they're the worst parts of the movie cuz the movie could easily be about 20 minutes shorter if you cut out half the kind of those guys are basically doing an impression of Jackie Chan's own homages to Buster Keaton the silent film star who hmm. was well known for nearly killing himself every time he did a stunt Yes, just as Jackie Chan became well known for nearly killing himself every time he did a stunt whereas these guys just do it on a much smaller scale and it's way less funny and way less impressive just to see them do it
1: Yo yeah, is such a star. Exactly yeah
0: and to pull away from that star power is just a r- r- real mistake that the movie never really recovers from. Mm.
1: So I saw that you gave Yes Madame 3 stars out of 5 on Letterbox, mm. but Police Story 3 Supercop or just Supercop. Yeah. Uh, you gave 4 yeah, so it must be a heightened improvement yeah, thing Yeah, Um I watched Supercop too, and uh, I watched it on a grainy 360p <laughs> YouTube rip, <laughs> which kind of took me out of the movie yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but there's still there's stunts in Supercop which Michelle Yeoh does, particularly mm. driving a motorbike onto a moving train. Yeah. that made my hands feel so clammy and sweaty. Yeah, like I was watching Tom Cruise do the Dubai building yeah, stunt from yeah. Ghost Protocol or or the helicopter scene in Fallout, Fallout yeah. yeah. So yeah, talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, um so she plays Inter Interpol inspector Jessica Yang, who's a mainland Chinese cop, who teams up with Chan Kwak Kui, who is Jackie Chan's character in all six of the police story films, to take down Drug King Pin, Kun Chai Bat, who's played by Ken Sang. And so good in the movie. Yeah. It's one of the it's just one of those movies that are like you can tell Jackie Chan had a great deal of influence on it and his style is there because whereas you see kind of the bones of what makes a good Jackie Chan film you don't see the muscle or the heart or the soul of it because in a Jackie Chan movie you'll always see Action and reaction in the same so, in the same shot, whereas a lot of lesser Hong Kong movies would you know cut between the two is the same with Western films, you know the kind of thing where action film action films were just ruined for a decade by the likes of the Bourne sequels and taken people two taken and two and just people that weren't able to do action on that level and so being able to see someone get hit in the face and then see them react to that hit is, or fall through a plate glass building or fall off a helicopter ladder, which Jackie Chan does onto. A moving train full of cacti is <laughs> yes, great is amazing to it's amazing to see and to see that it can actually be done and at the end of all a lot of Jackie Chan's films the blooper reel plays mm. but it's not like the kind of thing you'd see on like the extras of a movie or a TV show it's like Jackass yeah it's like Jackass where you see everything that went wrong like Jackie Chan in the first police story had to jump off a railing onto a pole and slide ninety feet down that pole. Uh, to the ground in a shopping mall and he got second degree burns on his hands and dislocated his pelvis doing it Ooh. he's broken every bone in his body he's cracked his skull open he has a hole in his skull now but it's honestly very, really impressive just to see someone who can you know pull that off and then get back up and relocate his pelvis and then go straight back to shooting the next day yeah it's insane yeah.
1: but even though his physical performance is incredible in yeah. the movie I do think the movie is called Supercop and yeah. I feel Michelle Yeoh's character is actually the super cop, yeah, and Shaggy yeah. Chan is at best, brave in terms of action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
0: is just kind of a dumbass <laughs> yes, mostly. Yeah,
1: because a lot of the movie involves him going undercover. Ooh. And Michelle Yeoh in the movie ends up who is playing this very stern yeah. uh, Chinese cop. Uh, Jackie Chan's like Hong Kong's best cop, and they yeah. come together to take down this drug dealer. She ends up being embroiled in the undercover plot, playing his sister. Yeah, because yeah. for some reason they're very the drug dealers who he. Um, teams up with are very concerned about going back to the city he says he claims he's from so they're like oh we can hold you can hold us up in your family house so she ends up having to play his sister and there's this scene where Jackie Chan is still annoyed with Michelle Yeoh's character because when they first were introduced she sort of looked down on him and got one of her top guys to beat the shit out of him yeah yeah So when he sees that she's playing his sister, he's like pinching her cheeks and going, oh, you've grown so much. And is like basically slapping her (laughs) and like knocking her around. And when he does it, it's so over the top and he looks like a psychopath. And you're immediately, if you were in that scene, the criminal would be like, it seems like there's something loaded happening here. But when Michelle Yeoh does and she sort of punches him back in a way which resembles how a sister would punch back their brother like joking with each other. But we know is actually quite painful. Yeah. You really buy that? I yeah. think she's a lot better in doing the undercover thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah. it's it's sort of what I love about undercover movies is the idea of you're watching an actor play a character playing a character. Mm. And I think you always can see that Michelle Yeoh is the character that her character is playing in the movie is very convincing. Yeah. While you also see that it's still the same stern person that you see from the beginning of the movie, yeah, a badass. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it's just cool to see her sweet, seem basically seamlessly switch between being that hard ass tough as nails uh, mainland cop who's had to fight for everything of uh, her rank and everything she's ever earned compared to the ditzy country girl she becomes yes. through most of the movie yeah and it's weird to see because so Police Story 1 and 2 uh, impeccable movies uh, first one unbeatable the second one you know a bit too plot heavy but still really good um, it was kind of seeing the, that transition from Jackie Chan into a more serious actor and the police story films he carried them along with him right up to 2014 or something recently anyway um, and they became gradually more darker and you see that change happen in this one because he's always been after drug barons but in this one he's like uh, passes by a guy like oh do you want to try some heroin girls your man comes back up the stairs. He's like that girl, OD'd. and he's like stuff her body with more drugs, use her for storage. And then he does this crazy laugh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man's He looks like he looks and acts like Jim Jones. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, um,
1: I didn't enjoy it a lot,
0: though. Uh, yeah, I just, it's, it's great it's a, fun. It's
1: a little too goofy for me, and I, I mm. wish it was just a smidge more serious, and I could kind of buy the stakes. You'd but probably like the next three in that I'm sure series, it would, then, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would love to watch Super Cup 2 because uh, because Michelle Yeoh was so good in. Story yeah, three that
0: yeah. they gave her a spin off, yeah, and yeah. called Super Cop. So yeah. she is the super cop, yeah.
1: So she pretty much fought her way to the top of the male dominated Hong Kong action yeah, films. Yeah. Uh, she was called created
0: the, the own jo- her own genre in the process, yeah. yeah and there yeah. she was called the Queen of Martial Arts, yeah.
1: And then she got snapped up to be a Bond girl, so yeah. you watch her never dies, yeah. You yeah. watch her a lot of the more action stuff, and then I watched her, I guess, her transition into playing stern maternal figures yeah, in yeah. mid budget studio comedies, yeah. <laughs>
0: It's a living Yeah This podcast business <laughs> um, Yeah she In Tomorrow Never Dies She plays Colonel Y. Lin Who's a Chinese spy Assisting uh, Pierce Brosnan's uh, James Bond Preventing Megalomaniac Media mogul Elliot Carver Who's played by Jonathan Price From starting World War Great, 3 love that Yeah it's insane But it also makes so much sense now mm. Don't get any ideas Mr. Bond Just off the cuff I thought we might link up Well, hand in hand Stick. Closer to each other. Maybe we go after General Chang together.
1: Your turn. Thanks for washing my hair.
0: I work alone. Yeah, it's, it's tomorrow. I love Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, I'm not a big Bond person. Yeah, neither am I. I was like, oh great, I have to watch a Bond movie for the podcast. But when I saw this, I was like, oh, this movie is great because mm-hmm. it has like Ricky Jay, who's like in all. It was we talked of,
1: so much about Ricky Jay in our last episode or in the William Page Macy episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: but where he just has the those small roles in all those Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Uh, where he, but he plays a fucking cyber hacker called Gupta. <laughs> um, and it has Guts Otto as well. He was given 20 seconds to audition for the role and he, and he did it in five by saying, I'm big, I'm bad, and I'm German. And they're like, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, what I don't like about these 007 movies is that at least, um, like the Mission Impossible films uh, will try to make Ethan Hunt like a bit more of a subtle spy he has the mask technology that they make make the masks out of and pretend to be a different person and the voice changing stuff whereas james bond is basically as subtle as a sledgehammer Hmm. yeah and uh, which is something that daniel craig films have really leaned into but before that it was like oh here's this white man infiltrating like a japanese ninja castle yeah yeah and it's like why why would anyone believe this and it's like, oh, it's also, you're expected to suspend a certain amount of disbelief, but I feel like that's gets worse over time, what with the racism. That's <laughs> it. I, I don't really know what about Bond
1: doesn't always sit with me. Some of the movies I, I really liked. like, like mm-hmm. I love Skyfall, I love Casino Royale. Um, I just don't know, I, yeah, I think you, you kind of hit on the point there where it's sort of a mix between the world of 007 and all the gadgetry yeah. is so over the top and insane and I never think the filmmaking or the action set pieces are ever really on that level. There's sort of a disconnect. I think they view Bond with too much seriousness for how outlandish the
0: world is. Because it's easy to compare with Mission Impossible Fallout because it has like what could be great fight scenes um, uh, featuring some great fighters like Michelle Yeoh but they're constantly cutting around her so that some of her talent shines through but not very well and then there's a halo jump in it where he dives out of the high altitude low orbit he dives out of the plane and opens his parachute Uh, and they have that in Mission Impossible Fallout where they did it for real Mm. with a cameraman always looking up at Tom Cruise and it's insane Mm. it's crazy and in Tomorrow Never Dies you're like this was just filmed in a wind tunnel with a green screen behind him
1: some of the 90s bomb movies are terrible in terms of their special effects they do not hold up at Mm. all yeah, but how is Michelle Yeoh in Tomorrow Never She's Does?
0: She's great, yeah. Like I said, like uh, like her screen presence really comes through and even when Roger Spot or Robert or Roger Spottiswood or whatever that guy's name, that wouldn't let her do her own stunts that fuck um, <laughs> cut around her um, in all those fight scenes. What it was was kind of like the beginning of a more capable but still kind of inferior Bond girl. And I say that just because I've real watching Yes Madame, and... Uh, super Cop and Tomorrow Never Dies is that I realised that Michelle Yeoh has always been kind of playing second fiddle to people she is uh, in Jackie Chan's case equal to and in Pierce Brosnan's case way more capable than in massive blockbusters. Ideally, she would have had a better, not a better career, but uh, they would have been given her more more attention and given her the roles that she clearly deserved thirty years ago that she could still do back then.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um. I feel like there was a stage with her where she went from being an action hero into Mm. being a a very well-respected and acclaimed arthouse darling Mm. and actress in her own right. And I feel like that was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which was sort of the parasite of its time in that it was a non-American movie which garnered 10 Oscar nominations and made so, so much money. It's Ang Lee's third biggest hit. And I think only Hulk and Life of Pi have beaten it. It's a pretty esoteric martial arts movie. I um, can't believe the Hulk beat anything. <laughs> Hulk could just barely beat it because Hulk <laughs> made a lot of money on its first week and yeah. then dropped off so bad, yeah. even though it's great. I uh, right. Come fight me about that. We will agree to disagree, Steve. It's so funny how he made Cretching Tiger and Dragon and you're like, that guy's making Hulk. The action scenes and Hulk are going to be so good. And then you watch Hulk... It's just like an intimate family drama. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of action stars who are so charismatic but can falter in more dramatic uh, moments or parts yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Vin Diesel, um, Stallone, Statham, yeah. Gina Carano. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, I think Keanu Reeves. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, but Yo is someone a bit more like Bruce Willis or Charlize Theron or Michelle Rodriguez where yeah. she can do both. And um, I'd argue that Christian Tiger is the movie that made Yo be taken seriously um, as a dramatic actress rather than an action star because it bridges those two worlds because yeah. it's got these amazing woojah action set pieces where, you know, those type of movies where people yeah, yeah. fly through the air as if they're weightless and sword fight. Yeah, Nothing. Uh, no,
0: no hits look like they actually land. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And but it's I, still really fun.
1: It's great. Yeah. They're so good. And what I love in Crouching Tiger in particular is the juxtaposition between how athletic the fighting is to how nonchalantly the characters, including Yo's yeah. faces, are when they do it because they are experts at it. Yeah. So they they remain very Expressionist yeah. While they're yeah. doing these Like amazing feats mm. And um, Yet so much of Creating Tiger's appeal To me at least Isn't the action scenes But it's, it's sort of The exploration of its 18th century Swordsman Yeah Type yeah. community and world Something which Exists in a lot of those Other old samurai Or kung fu movies That cross over to the west But is only really ever Paid lip service to Yeah This one's really getting into Like the gender roles Of the era The difficulty in maintaining The honour and dedication To be a master swordsman And also the regret Of a life that wasn't really lived because they were too busy trying to pursue. Trying to sword fight. Well, pursue. (laughs) They think that if they learn these ancient ways, Mm -hmm. they'll achieve enlightenment. Yeah. And the whole movie. They don't. (laughs) Yeah, the ending is, or the beginning of the movie is that uh, Che Yun Fat goes to visit Michelle Yeoh and he's talking about that he's retired. And she says, why? And he explains that he got to this certain stage where he felt weightless and felt nothing. And she's like, enlightenment? And he's like, no sorrow. (laughs) And the reason was that. He's always loved her, and she's always loved him, but yeah. she had been... But they love
0: sword fighting more.
1: Well, she'd been dating a friend of his who died, and mm. out of honor, they decided not to act on their feelings, and he went off and trained. So you have this plot of these two people coming back together, and that this is then counterbalanced with the Zhang Ji plotline, who is the, the actress who plays the daughter to this uh, powerful governor who is trained she's trained in the way of the swordsman in secret, and while she is to be married to... Uh, another wealthy man who can support her she's in love with this bandit yeah. and where she has this uh, she's also being trained by this bitter teacher pushing her towards violence um, because who we learn she had killed Che Yun-fat's master because she slept with him so he trained her but he didn't Okay, because yeah, of yeah. Uh, gender of the time yeah, yeah. T- they wouldn't train women mm. so um, but Michelle Yeoh and Che Yun-fat discovered this and discovered yeah. that she's a swordsman who's being kind of pushed towards evil and they take her under the wing and teach her to be decent but to also follow the heart mm-hmm. in the way that yeah. she didn't And uh, the movie broke me. I I, I cried so much watching it. Um, A thing that really gets to me, that gets me welling up, is people who only acknowledge their love for each other by the time it's too late. Yeah, yeah. And yo and... Fan are incredible at that as well as the action stuff. The room must
0: flood whenever you watch me In the Mood for Love then. Oh my god, that's one (laughs) of them. Um, Never Let Me Go. Oh Jesus Christ, don't start. The electronic in this recording studio will (laughs) short out, we'll both die.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeo particularly is so still in the movie and so in control of her emotions Mm. and plays such a good person yet the sadness of that life not lived just radiates from her uh, in those scenes between her and Chae Yun-Fa. And also her scenes with uh, Zhang Ji where she is basically saying don't make the same mistakes that yeah, i did yeah. and um Michelle Yeoh's playing the character like if she broke into tears at any moment I would understand but it's never modeling or over the top and instead it's very deep under the surface beneath her composure Yeah. especially the last scene with her where her eyes widen and her lip is quivering but she's still very focused on the task at hand and won't give in to her emotions until she finally lets it out as do I (laughs) Um, and it's all more impressive given the performance is phonetic Mm. because she didn't at the time speak Mandarin yeah yeah because she's from Malaysia Mm. I think she speaks Cantonese and Malay yeah yeah and English and there's a quote from her where she's talking about it where she says, the reason I, why I decided to wait two years after the Bond movie and to work with Ang Lee in a martial arts movie is because I really believe that this genre deserves more respect and dignity than it's ever been given. Before, people saw it as a fairy tale. They felt they could take it easy, but it shouldn't be about that. It's so steeped in our culture. It should have more depth. Yeah, and that's yeah. a nail on the head. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's exactly what the movie is about. Yeah, um, so And then the success of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I think she got a BAFTA nomination from it. I think she... The next year was on the can jury because mm, yeah. of it. And it led to her earning these bigger roles in more serious movies like Memoirs of a Geisha and then Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Sunshine so much. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I have the intro narration here. I don't like intro narration too much. I, I think yeah. the show, don't tell is yeah, always better yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah. But if you're going to do intro narration, do it. this cool. Yeah. Our son is dying. Mankind faces extinction. Seven years ago, the Icarus Project sent a mission to restart the sun, but that mission was lost before it reached the star. Sixteen months ago, I, Robert Kappa, and a group of seven left Earth frozen in a solar winter. Our payload? A stellar bomb with a mass equivalent to Manhattan Island. Our purpose? To create a star within a star. Eight astronauts trapped to the back of a bomb. My bomb. Welcome to the Icarus (laughs) team. So good. You're just in it. But yeah, that's the premise, and there's this diverse group of personalities on a spaceship trying to reignite the sun. And um, so there's Kenny Murphy and Rose
0: Byrne The main most ordinary People of yeah. the crew he's I a, wouldn't call Killian Murphy ordinary In that movie You don't think so? No I mean when you say Eight astronauts strapped to the back of a bomb My bomb
1: Comparatively normal That's
0: fair Yeah Because yeah, yeah, Cliff he,
1: Curtis Is playing the psychiatrist In the movie Who yeah, is the most insane obsessed who, with Burning his eyes out Yeah <laughs> Who I think At one point Has radiation poisoning <laughs> he, He's like just picking up yeah, his hair yeah. And stuff Uh, Yeah, he becomes obsessed with the sun Mm. because he sees God in the sun. Yeah. Like a Queens of the Stone Age song. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then there's Chris Evans, who's this uh, hothead engineer. And then there's Michelle Yeoh, who plays Corazon, uh, a biologist in charge of the ship's uh, oxygen garden. Yeah. And um, basically on the way to the sun, they pass by Mercury and they start getting a distress signal from the Icarus 1, which was the previous attempt at the mission that disappeared mysteriously. And um, the Icarus 2 decide that two bombs... Would lead to a greater chance to re- reignite the sun and decide to go off course and the minute they do that it just leads yeah, to chaos. Fucks it, yeah. yeah. Um this includes Yo's garden being burnt up. Yeah. And then while at the beginning she's a very warm character, there's, there's a part where Kenny Murphy's Kappa um has to do a spacewalk and he's panicking and he's using too much oxygen yeah. and Carson, Yo's character is the one that calms him down. Yeah. However, after her garden is destroyed, she becomes very cold and cynical yeah. and is the first one to suggest killing people when they realise that without the garden there's not enough oxygen for all the people on board. Yeah. And Sunshine um, yeah, was directed by Danny Boyle and was written by Alex Garland who wrote 28 Days Later on yeah. the Beach and will later go on to write Ex Machina, Annihilation and Devs of mm. which I watched the first episode yesterday and it's really good. Okay, And um, he writes often very clinical. on target. <laughs> <laughs> he writes often very clinical, very strong characters, uh, particularly female characters, mm. uh, Leisha Vikander and Ex Machina and Nellie Portman and Annihilation. Yeah. Uh, Devs is a female lead too. So Yo here is probably the prototype of that. Yeah, right. And I think it's good casting because, yeah, come on, who's stronger than Michelle Yeoh and can rival her in terms of acting chops? Very few. She is
0: quite literally a grounded character because she's the only one of the crew that actually works with Earth's soil, Mm. basically. She's the biologist and she maintains the garden. And when that's gone, all hope is gone. Mm, Exactly. To quote quote Slipknot,
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're quoting all the heavy metal bands.
0: Yeah. Um, I won't spoil
1: her character's fate but she does get a very human moment at the end of the film that's cruelly snatched away
0: yeah yeah oh it's so horrible yeah Yeah, I know you're just reminding me of it now yeah yeah Yeah. it's really
1: grim and uh, apparently Danny Boyle was so impressed with Michelle Yeoh's audition um, he told her that she could choose any part in the script and he would give it to her he was even prepared to change the gender if she had chosen a male character Um, she ultimately decided on Corazon yeah but um, I think that just goes to show how great she is yeah yeah. um, I really like the whole cast of Sunshine, because it's that alien thing of just having these group of yeah, strange yeah. weirdos who all yeah. like are forced to come together. But I think in Sunshine, they all just have a little bit more depth.
0: Yeah. And I think it's the twist in Sunshine is great. I adore it. People yeah. don't like that. And they're yeah. it's so weird because they're wrong. Yeah, because going to reignite the sun is like, all right. Great. Yeah, great. Already in there. Yeah, yeah. All, great. Already in there. But uh, but it's all. What like, about Hellraiser? Though? Yeah, that but what, would be cool. Yeah, but what else are you gonna give me? And it's like, oh, it's Mark Strong. is a psychopath who's last, pinbacker. Yeah, pinbacker. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's his name. Um, that's his name. Pinhead. Who's one of his final lines is him just screaming at Killian Murphy as he holds him up, or Rose Byrne as he holds her over the edge. He's like, For seven years I spoke with God. <laughs> and then she rips his arm off.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I love how expressionistically shot all that stuff is. Where yeah, because you never really
0: see him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's
1: all from his burnt out mm. cornea perspective, mm. you know, because he's just been staring at the sun yeah. by Mercury for seven years. <laughs> um, incredible, incredible yeah. movie. I love it so much. Um, i chosen five movies for this and I was like I could do Reign of Assassins yeah. a John Woo movie or I could do Last Christmas I went with Last Christmas <laughs> oh Stephen <laughs> I'm, I'm a little soft you're breaking my heart you're stealing my heart so uh, I'll do Crazy Rich Asians and Last Christmas sort of a double bill so in recent years Yo has found a second win playing authoritative figures who main characters can't help but seek their approval because yeah. they're that Michelle Yo mix of yeah. badass and elegant yeah. She, yeah. she's a real sort of um elegance he- elegance yes yeah. yeah, so that's all I'm saying <laughs> Um, so first is Crazy Rich Asians. So yeah. Constance Wu of Hustlers Fame stars as a Chinese American woman who is dating a hot Singaporean man, mm. played by a muy fuego Henry Golding. Yeah. He invites her over to a friend's wedding in Singapore where he's the best man, and there they meet his family, who it turns out are Crazy Rich Asians. Yo yeah. uh, plays his mother, who disapproves of Constance Wu because she's American and because she thinks that she will put her dreams ahead of her husband, who is slated to take over the family business. Yeah. And uh, Yo herself had to sacrifice her dreams of being a lawyer to devote herself um, to her husband and his yeah. family business. Yeah. So it's sort of the crouching tiger, hidden dragon character. If she'd become more bitter, like the villain of that movie, yeah. Jade Fox, <laughs> and double down on her life-defining decision instead of just regretting it.
0: Yeah, you're foreign, American, and all Americans think about is their own happiness. Don't you want Nick to be happy? It's an illusion. We understand how to build things that last. Something you know nothing about. You like Crazy Rich Asians, all I liked right? it. Yeah, I remember. I wrote a review of it for a while back for a site, and they didn't publish it. Um, <laughs> I won't say who. I know, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I really like uh, Crazy Rich Asians, and I know the na- the entire nation of China didn't. But um, all I remember from Crazy Rich Asians, I remember I was when I was teaching uh, film studies to transition years, I showed them the wedding scene as an example of like romance in romantic comedy or just romance in drama or whatever because that scene really made me well up in the cinema because it's so beautifully done like the the wedding gown the way the path between the pews is just covered with water mm-hmm. and water lilies and then there's this the I, is it I Will Always Love You but no it's, like it, a, it's a they say fools rush in but I can't help falling in <laughs> oh, love yeah, with yeah. you but it's like an of that. yeah yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. the electronics are sparking in here yeah. already yeah just like the chemistry <S coughs> in <laughs> in Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> but yeah beautiful movie really really enjoyed it and I think I really like um all of the moments between Eleanor who's Michelle Yeoh's character yes. and uh, Constance Wu's character J- especially the bit at the end where they play Mahjong which is uh, oh, yeah, like yep. the kind of Chinese domino tiles it's a real kind of battle of wills and performances and I think they both win out because mm. you get that sense of sadness from both of them and eventually it it all works out for the best like every other romantic comedy
1: yeah there's definitely a sense in those scenes between Constance Wu and Michelle Yeoh's mm. Eleanor that um they have a real energy because Michelle Yeo is the alpha that watching you were so worried that Wu is gonna say or do something that will result in Yo thinking yeah, less yeah. of her. And it's that feeling of trying to impress a Stern loved one or a Stern partner's loved one or a teacher or a boss uh, but magnified by 10 yeah yeah. you know and uh, it's really effective and um, I also think the way that the movie gets Yo on board with Wu in the end um, is perfect and avoids becoming too saccharine and sweaty I also love the opening of the movie which gives Yo a real superstar entrance because um it's a flashback and she enters into this posh british hotel and the staff assume oh, that she's yeah. in the wrong place yeah, and suggests yeah, yeah. that uh she finds somewhere to stay in chinatown and you're like i hate this yeah, guy this guy's a fucking him. racist prick yeah and it turns out that she's just bought the hotel yeah. and he she's her his new boss yeah. you know and it, it rules <laughs> it's
0: so good i love the little joke in the middle of the film just after um eleanor has met Constance Wu's character and uh they're like, should we get more drinks? And it's like, no. They're about to ring the ceremonial uh, dinner gong, and it's like, who needs a ceremonial dinner gong? And it's just ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. So many fun supporting performances and crazy yeah, interactions. Aquafina yeah. is amazing, and yeah, the, um, the cousin, The cousin, like, old. oh no, she can never know I was here. <laughs>
1: yeah, the guy who play who's in Silicon Valley is really good in the movie. Um, mm. T. J. Miller's oh, assistant yeah. in Silicon Valley, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> who's like the sex crazed playboy yeah you know, who's like guy. firing fireworks out of a cannon yeah, yeah it's great <laughs> on a boat <laughs> yeah.
1: um it's a it's a really good romantic comedy mixed with um which i always find fascinating kind of a look into different cultures specifically yeah. wealthy cultures yeah. Yeah. and yeah. like affluence and yeah. it's so lavish yeah. the movie. the and also the guy who directed john m true i think yeah. his name is he is doing in the heights and that's a trailer that i watch all the time and makes me cry oh okay yeah Good morning, good morning, you're starving. It's really good. I can't wait for it. And it's just Crazy Rich Asians is on um, is feels just five seconds away from bursting into a musical yeah, at any point. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like him doing a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical will be just perfect. Yeah. Um So then I think Paul Feig must have agreed with us because he pulled Golding, although yeah. Golding's in a simple favor with his previous movie, yeah. and Yo of the cast and put them in Last Christmas. Yeah. Which is this weird, I'd argue ultimately charming movie that will just reap and reap and reap money for years to come because it's just Christmas movie and George Michael. Yeah. yeah. So it's based loosely on the George Michael song, Last Christmas. I gave you my heart. A lot of singing in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mia Clark stars as a disillusioned 26-year-old aspiring to be a singer who works in this Christmas-themed shop run by Santa, played by Michelle Yeoh. Yeoh's character picks aliases based on her job. So when she worked at a pet store, she went by Kitty. Yeah. I thought it was cute. Yeah. She meets to the butcher. She was Pat <laughs> Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she meets Henry Golding, uh, an offbeat, charming, mysterious guy. And the movie in details their bonding. And yeah. also cracks other relationships, including with her Croatian immigrant mother, played by screenwriter Emma Thompson, yeah. of Love Actually fame. So you yeah. get those kind of vibes coming into yeah. the movie a bit. And uh, I like the movie, despite stupid twist, which raises so many questions. Yeah. Uh, Yo is a lot of fun in it. As Police Story 3 Supercop hinted at, she has a knack for comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bit where she is asking Clark about how she's feeling because Clark's character recently had some heart operation. Yeah. And she's giving advice and Clark says, didn't know you cared so much. And she says something like, I don't want you to drop down in front of the customers. I don't have enough tinsel to cover your corpse. <laughs> get to work, elf.
0: <laughs> It's really good. good. I can uh, hear it in her voice. Yeah,
1: and it's delivered in this emotionless, monotone type yeah, of voice yeah. that just makes it even more funny. <laughs> and there's also this really funny subplot where Yo enters into this hurricane romance with this Danish guy mm. who comes into her shop. <laughs> and, and it's the real cliché me- eyes meet across the yeah. room, can't find the words to say to each other and like they're like in a trance. Yeah. And it's juxtaposed really humorously with Amelia Kark and Henry Golding who, they're the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Like There's something keeping them from getting to that stage mm. and... Because of the twist I mentioned. Mm. But there's also this really good dramatic scene where Clark forgets to lock the door of the shop and it gets robbed because mm. she's not really caring about her job. Yeah, yeah. And Yo has to break the window of her own store to make it look like a break in yeah. so that she can get insurance money. And Yo says this uh, really devastating thing to Clark
0: You listen to me and you listen good. You're great at your job when you started. That's why I took you on full time. You got away with people, and I felt
1: so lucky to have you.
0: Thanks. But
1: I don't feel lucky anymore. Since you came back, you started losing your shit. It's like
0: you don't care about anything. So now, you care about this. I had to smash my own window to make
1: it look like a break-in. Otherwise, I wouldn't get the insurance. You turned me into someone who broke the law. And okay, it's, like, yeah. it's quite yeah. really sad. And yeah. She's kind of unwittingly pushed this person to yeah, the yeah. end of her rope. Yeah. And it's that thing again of Crazy Rich Asians where you're like, the whole movie, it really is about her and Henry Golding, but it's also about her trying to impress
0: Michelle Young, yeah. yeah. As we all are <laughs> yeah, in yeah. life. I hope she's impressed with this podcast.
1: I think so. I Hi, Michelle. You rule. You're, you're the best. You're the best. We love you. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, because I love the Matrix sequels. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're. I think they rule. I think they're very underrated. And Michelle Yeoh was originally going to play Sarif, mm. who is the Oracle's keeper, but um, she ended up having some sort of scheduling um, conflict. Scheduling conflicts, scheduling conflicts like yeah. and yeah. she didn't do it. And I was kind of hoping she would show up in the Matrix Four or Five, but she's she's in the Avatar sequels.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So they and they're like filming four back to back or yeah, together. She's like a doctor.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, a
1: doctor that does lots of kung fu and wire work, <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's in Boss Level.
0: She's going oh, to be in Boston yeah, the but, Joe Carnahan one with Frank
1: Rio. Yeah, and Mel Gibson yeah. and Naomi Watts. And that sounds sort of Edge of Tomorrow-y or Source Cody. Mm-hmm. It's like a person has to relive the same day over yeah. and over again. But it's an action movie. <laughs> Could be great. Um, she's in Gunpowder Milkshake, which is the new movie from that is. I think he's an Israeli director who made Big Bad Wolves. Which yeah. was a big hit a couple of years ago. And this one... Um, could be really good or could be kind of yeah stylized yeah. but um, I am curious about it it's got it's a good cast next
0: year's sucker punch
1: yeah that's the thing yeah is that everything anything else you wanted to say about yo any directors you'd like her to work with I,
0: I've already said the Wachowskis yeah um, hmm. I'd just like to see her back with Jackie Chan I'm trying to think of any other directors I'd like her to work with.
1: Ma- Michael Mann still made movies. I think she'd be a good kind of female lead. Yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe yeah, in yeah. um, I know she's uh, she's Malaysian, but uh, mm. Tokyo Vice, yeah, show yeah. and that that would yeah, be awesome. Yeah, she seems to be kind of down to do anything. Like as we mentioned, she's in sci-fi's, action movies, comedies. Yeah. She can sort of do anything. She's yeah. very, very versatile, mm, that's and true. Uh, she might be my the action heroine, along with maybe Shirley's Theron, mm-hmm. who I think is the just the strongest actress yeah you
0: know? yeah yeah totally agree
1: i think that's everything we wanted to say please rate review subscribe wherever you get podcasts uh, follow us on twitter and i know that face p1 send us an email at i know that face pod at gmail.com if you work in film or journalism and you'd like to be on
0: the show or you have an idea of who you'd like to for us to cover drop us a line yeah andrew where can people find more of your work you can find me at the Head Stuff gaming section where we talk about what why and how we play
1: um yeah i'm writing for Traveler magazine hot press i'm the film editor for headstuff i don't have any country tagline about it
0: once again get one stephen <laughs> uh see you later cinephiles bye-bye this has been a production of the headstuff podcast network